I'm Brooke. I'm Ryan. And we famously gave you the definitive rankings of the Kingdom Hearts worlds. But we're not stopping there. Full disclosure, we still don't know a lot about games. But we're PhDs in Kingdom Hearts. Kind of. Boss by boss. Tune by tune. Melody by memory. We're going to make you fall in love with the game again. And also with us. Maybe. So hop aboard the cricket cage of Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. The podcast. The podcast. Guys, I have news. This is the first and only episode of this series where I have actually played in preparation. And I have to tell you ahead of time for these bosses, I forgot that when we played Kingdom Hearts 1, because it was three years ago, um, that I got to level 100 and had the ultimate weapon. <laughs> so, or level 99, excuse me. Oh, so you're just like ripping through. So I was like, these are fine. <laughs> I was like, none of these. But then I was like, Brooke, think about your past trauma. Like I had to like, I had to think about my past trauma. Wow. How did it feel to return? Um, It felt like a warm hug. Mm. I love, I, but I, I, they're so little. Like I haven't, you've been playing one, but like it's always, it's always both like a culture, like a shock to the system and also like the greatest thing in the world to see the like slightly less advanced animation. Yeah, it is funny like watching them blink where they don't like blink, their eyes just go from like open to close and then like open again. Or their mouths don't really, like, there's nothing in them. They're just, like, shapes. And Sora's always smiling. Like, whenever, like, when he's getting yelled at by any of, by Ansem, he's just like, <laughs> like, wait, dude. But I did have a moment, and we can talk about this when we, like, get into it. I'm just hopping right in. Ryan. Hop, hop, hop. I want to, like, know how you are and how your week is and, like, what's going on. But I did. My week is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> my, week is Kingdom, my life is Kingdom Hearts. I am Kingdom Hearts. Um, I wanted to ask you if you thought that when they were making Kingdom Hearts 1, that they knew that Terra was going to be the come guardian. Like if they had that. Because like I was like, is his, I wanted to make sure that his mouth was taped over. Do you think that that is something that they added in Final Mix? Was he always bound? Here is actually. A very interesting point that you bring up that I was thinking about. So like I was in, you know, the room made of like neon green floor right before the final rest, like right before you go in there. I, there's a room where you fight a bunch of uh, the angel heartless and the demon heartless. I paused my game right as one of the scary black heartless was like in the frame and its face was there. I was like, this is terrifying. This is the scariest, like, demon heartless face I've seen. And I'm like, the only thing scarier is the Come Guardian face, which comes later. So they get more, like, intricate, scary. So I feel like the Come Guardian with, like, the scary binds on the face are just those heartless leveled up. Like, the little, the the tape, like, the tape on the face. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, he's literally, like, like the thing about Terra Come Guardian is that his, it's, it's implied that his mouth is covered over so he can't speak he's been or silent was he si was he heart was he hearted was he or was he heartless <laughs> silent 
silenced. I I think that that was just a cool thing that Nomura liked, and and they made it interesting and relevant later on. That's just my personal thought. But what do you think? Uh, I'm sure that that's right. I'm just like I'm just checking if OG Come Guardian had. I don't know what he's actually called other than the Come Guardian, but I think he's always been this way. Never forget that I had that terrible therapist that I had in LA for a couple months that was like, told me that the reason why I was emotionally unavailable was because I had my very own, I don't think we called it a cum guardian, but we just, she compared this creature to my emotional vulnerability or lack thereof. And think that Tara was there the whole time, just wanting to talk to you, but tape on the mouth which actually the tape on the mouth would not prevent him from speaking if anything it's just like keeps his mouth taped shut it's not taped he still like has it's not like a tape over the mouth it's like the the two things are no it's like it's axed over look there's a tape over his mouth that's the whole the whole scene in three is him on is like breaking troy bolton breaking free right but like his mouth is still visible underneath the tape but he'd be like, you know, like. Logistically, it's not like he is silent. It's just like it's harder for him to talk. Like, it'd be more like, hey, I'm going to say something. But it's also magic. It's also magic. It is. It is magic. It is magic. Magic tape. Magic tape. Magic tape. Magic tape. <laughs> I was one foot behind you. Oh. How was your week, Ryan? Um, I just I just don't think I have anything of note except for Okay, wait, I do have I stayed in a haunted Airbnb this weekend and I just want everyone to know like what that looks like. I want to know what that looks like. I walked in and all the art was like terrifying. Like we're talking like Picasso like paintings on plates with like slitted eyes and like scary cubist faces and then i'm staying in this room where they're just like there's like one window but it's very dark because it's like facing the other house so when i'm asleep it's pure blackness and on the walls were two framed pictures one was a original drawing of glinda the good witch from the 1972 cartoon journey back to oz um are you familiar with the movie no, but it seems haunted. Uh, Liza Minnelli is in it. Uh, Ethel Mormon plays the villain. Anyway, so there's this like painting of the cartoon from this 1972 movie. Not that scary, but like also her eyes are shut. She's like, like freeze frame Glinda looking somewhat dead. The other painting is of this black and white cartoon little boy. And, you know, scary, but like not that scary. I wake up in the middle of the night. And it's 317, which is about the most evil time of night to wake up. And I feel like there's been something in the room. Like, I'm just like, this is not good. So I kind of turn on my flashlight and I notice in the glare of the light on this little boy cartoon that something's up with the frame. Like there are two eyes on the frame, but it's the only part of the cartoon that's being reflected back at me. I walk up and inspect the painting or this cartoon that's framed. The little boy has no eyes. There are no eyes in the cartoon. The eyes are on the frame. They have been like added after. So there is a framed picture of a little cartoon boy with no eyes. And the eyes are like on the glass. That's horrible. Yeah, I was. And then like, as soon as I'm about to go to sleep, 
like knock on the wall. Like I'm I shivered like I've never shivered before. Goosebumps. Wow. Goose pimples. I so I scared myself because I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night as I'm wont to do. And I had left part of my I had I guess left my medicine cabinet a little bit open. So I saw my own reflection and freaked out because it was in the dark. And so I saw a girl in the mirror and went, ah! and realized that it was just me. But I don't know about you, but my siblings used to scare me with the Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, oh, and yes. like put me in the bathroom. And I was like, this is my judgment day. <laughs> you are your own Bloody Mary. I am. I was my own Bloody Mary. And let me tell you, as an adult, I love a Bloody Mary. I'm a, I love a, what a, who, what a, you know. But no, my, I, my week's been fucking chill. I went to, I beat Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I was too noble and I missed the opportunity to learn Nevada Kedavra, which was a bummer. Um, I'll tell you, there's a moment when you, you're basically like, there's a moment, and it, I don't think it matters what house you're in, but there's a moment where a character is like, uses Nevada Kedavra, spoiler, but not really because you don't know when or how. And they're like, I had to, and you have the choice to say, nobody should learn that spell and or everyone should learn that spell, just should know it. And I was like, I've been very careful because it's a tricky plot line. So I was like, nobody should learn that spell. And then I didn't learn the spell. <laughs> and I really wanted to. So it's a bummer for me. But I beat the game. It was very satisfying. Um, if you have recommendations of games, I'm like getting more into like big girl games. Big girl games. I just downloaded the new Spider, the old Spider-Man, like the PlayStation 4, like 2019 Spider-Man game. Because I asked my boyfriend's friend who plays games, he was, I was like, I need you to tell me a game that's not too violent. And he was like, I think this is the vibe. And also, I'm working with a personal trainer right now. I'm living my my bougie girl era. And he told me to do this too. I'm curious because this Hogwarts Legacy morality situation reminds me a lot of Bioshock. Are you familiar with the game Bioshock? Okay. This is a huge recommendation because basically you make moral decisions over the course of the game. The okay, but is that the whole game? No, it's just a part of it. Bridget was telling me about this other game that's actually made by Square Enix. And so I was like, I trust them. That's like also like like morality. Like the whole game is hinged upon your decisions. This is not so much the case in Harry Potter. Right. It sounds like it's just like you get bonuses or based on how consistent you are with your morality. But it's the plot is amazing. amazing. There's like this sort of underground art deco society of just like superhumans that like the most beautiful people like it's very Ayn Rand's like we don't need the lower class people we're gonna go just be superhumans down here and basically everyone goes crazy and kills each other and so you're going down to the ruins of this like art deco underwater city to solve the mystery of what happened it's oh that's cool is it scary it's a little scary okay not too scary. It's like it sounds like Hogwarts Legacy scary. Okay. Bioshock. I actually don't know if Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy is actually scary or if I'm just a baby. Um, so because when I told our friend Kyle that I was scared, he was like, that's stupid. <laughs> is Bioshock scary to see what you get? Because it's it's like I would say a close second to the Kingdom Hearts franchise as far as like a game series because there's three of them that are quite, quite good. Okay. Oh, there's one coming out on in 2028. 
See, it's a first-person shooter, which is like, those are not... It's not quite a shooter. Like, you get... A, it's like Ratchet and Clank. Have you ever played Ratchet and Clank? It's like you get a bunch of different weapons. It's almost like you are casting spells. Like, you have, like, fire and lightning and... It says it's highly violent and can be pretty spooky at points. Not for you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, But what else have I... I'm... Um, yeah, I'm just really like living my best life. I'm, my goal for the next two weeks, because I've already had two weeks where I've been unemployed and I have two more weeks before I start my job, I'm just trying to be as uh, unstressed as possible. And so whatever that means to me at any given moment, like people were like, are you going to travel? Are you going to do this? And I'm like, I was just in therapy and talking about this. I was like, no, I'm not trying to like take a trip. Like I'm trying to be on vacation in the city I live in. Like I don't want to run around all day. Like, I want to be as, like, chill as possible. Chill clobster. A chill clobster, sure. I think that's – that's the, you're, you're on island time. You're Destiny Islands vibes. I'm you on Destiny, the yeah. Worlds. Exactly. That, they're trying to get back there. Exactly. You're there. Everyone wishes they were me right now. No, I, I don't. I do. I, don't. <laughs> I do. Oh, wow. Um, should we talk about some bosses? The final Let's bosses. Talk about some bosses. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear your your thoughts from your privileged position as level 99 holder of the Ultima weapon. <laughs> so I didn't do the Cherbanog. I did see that on the on the um, spreadsheet, but he's not after the door unless he's you're calling. Door. So I didn't play him, so I didn't rank him. I'm sorry. I did rank the dark side again. Um, okay. I, I, I wanted – I thought it was interesting to speak about the dark side because you play the dark side at the very, very beginning of the game and also at the very, very end of the game. And I'm curious like how you felt about that experience. We can circle back to that when we get to him. But if do you want to speak to the Cherbanog? If do you want to rank him? Um, I think I vaguely remember it. He's like at the end of the – yeah, you get the classical music. We see him again in Dream Drop Distance. He's like a scary demon. He's sort of out of place, but like also it kind of rocks because it's so out of context. Yeah. Um, I, I like the boss a lot. Like he's hard. He's a challenge. Um, Got some like giant Ursula vibe. You have to like fly go. behind him, right? Like that's the, exactly. the best way to beat him. I feel like he's a really good example of like, a Disney character that like fits really well with Heartless. Like especially like Kingdom Hearts 1 Heartless. Exactly. I think he feels like the daddy Heartless dark side, but actually more of a daddy than dark side. Like like he's the he's like the, almost the ultimate villain ringleader. He's daddy's daddy. He's, he's granddaddy. He's daddy's daddy. He's the master of masters of daddies. He's the zaddy of zaddies. Zaddy of zaddies. I I love the Chernabog fight. I think it's like, I think it's hard. I think it's like an eight. Great. I, I'll give it, I'll give it an eight with you. Let's just give it an eight. Great. Fearsome. And I think this is a better iteration than the one in Dream Drop Distance when you're like dropping to fight it. Like this is, I don't know. It's nice to get some classical music, some culture for the kids. Some culture for the kids. Um. So then you, when, once you emerge through the door, that's like, careful. <laughs> Careful. So this version of it says, I sent Ryan a picture today. It says, the first thing it says is, careful, this is the last haven you'll find here. And then it's like, after you cross this border, there will be no place to help. And then it's like, but don't worry, you're strong and you're the one that's going to open the door. 
and then they better tell you you're strong when you're at level 99 Sora's like do you guys hear something and Donald and Goofy are like nah and this is like something I do miss about Kingdom Hearts 1 that like we just I I think that there's probably some of it in Kingdom Hearts 2 but there's none of it in Kingdom Hearts 3 is the like text dialogue like Mm. they didn't have the budget for all voice acting and so I love these like moments of text that's how he got Jane's vagina obviously I kind of like I like the disembodied text because it's it's it, it, it's all mystery. It's pure mystery. Have we talked about who we think this voice is? I don't know if we have, but I think I've seen theories that it's Mickey Mouse, which makes it less. I mean, you can't have it like careful. This is your last stop. It just it kind of you think it's no Mickey menace. on the other side of the door. Mickey and Sora's subconscious or heart. I don't know. What do you think? I I think Mickey like from the darkness is is strong, mm. but I'm like is could be Diz because like Diz is on that island for a long time or Ansem the Wise isn't like it could be anyone who's mm-hmm. in the realm of darkness like what if it's Aqua like it could be Roxas from inside his heart oh he hasn't gotten Roxas yet because this happens right. at the this happens at the top of Kingdom Hearts one I'm like what if it's Sora from Beyond like future Sora because you know that there's the big theory that Sora is Xehanort yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I think pre-Master Ericus and like pre the like, I, I I just, I don't necessarily believe that. I think Sora could be the master of masters. That to me makes more sense than him being Xehanort. Mm-hmm. No, we, we know a bit about Xehanort's childhood and he, he, he went gray early. He went gray. Exactly. That's more Riku than, than our pal Sora. Sora's going to keep those chestnut locks for a long time. Unless he doesn't. Unless he doesn't. So then you're like, is this my island? And you're just like trouncing around Destiny Island. It's nice having played before because I remember like the first couple times I played this game, like when I wasn't playing it so close together. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And you have to like find the door to darkness, D to D. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go find the secret place or whatever. So then you fight Ansem the, for the first time. Well, you you see Riku and then Riku becomes Ansem. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just because we call him cum guardian, but like, there's a lot of sexual, like him being like submit is like very sexual to me. Um, but I don't know if I just have a potty brain. A poor candles dose. It's there. You have a potty brain. It unites. You make an excellent point, Ryan. I don't know why. The princesses of heart. You're, you're. Potty brain is Kyrie, and the sexual innuendos are the other six princesses and unlocks the door to potty. <laughs> so I'd say the the hardest part of this this battle is that like magic doesn't work a ton on him. Mm-hmm. And when he creates the like slinky of lasers around him, and when Come Guardian can trap you, like, but it's still like I'm like, I'm like, I wrote, it's easy. At level 99 with the ultimate weapon. <laughs> but I feel like I remember fighting this battle and being like, fuck, I died 18 times before I beat him. And so mm. I think I'm going to give him a medium. Um, yeah. But I want to hear what you say before I give my number. No, I think this one is weirdly hard too. And I actually think this one is scarier because the other one you're like, I'm in a scary crater. Like there's something about being on the beach feels like you're defiling the beach, like fighting this scary flying man. 
what is your he's, home turf. What does he say when with the thing it's like succumb to darkness? That's also sexy. Where he's like, mm-hmm. come a little closer when he's like trying to get you in the the laser slinky. Yeah. He's got some some sexy taunts. He's taunting. He's a chatting chatty boss though. <laughs> it's nice to have a chatty boss though. Like maybe that's one of our cra- maybe we'll look back and be like do the chatty bosses get higher marks than the non-chatty bosses? Like well, we're a sucker for a catchphrase, so maybe. I I I love to talk when I'm being wailed on. I would 100% be a chatty boss. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what your catchphrase would be. I don't know what my catchphrase would be. <laughs> People who listen to this podcast, what do you think our catchphrase uh, it, would be? It would be like, I'm going to jump right in. And then you'd attack. <laughs> I'm just going to jump right in. And you just like jump on them. <laughs> I'd be like, I need to get more wine. And then I would like... <laughs> you like spray a shoot of like red wine from your mouth. Like Ursula's fire. Yours is definitely, and also, I don't know. Like I feel like I know so many. I could name so many Ryanisms, but when like forced to say, I've blanked on everything you've ever said. It's funny, like editing the podcast. I'm like, here's something we say all the time. Here's some of these. Like I'm always like, I completely agree. I completely agree. Mine's gonna completely... be like, I know I've said this before, but <laughs> like. <laughs> I know I said this before, but I'm going to beat you with this giant hammer that I have. I don't know why your heartless like wields a club, but it does in my head now. Smack the barrel of wine. I need more wine. You smack the barrel of wine. It like, like swats everyone away. I don't necessarily think that drinking wine is my personality, Um, especially on this podcast. I guess it has been in this, this series more than before, but... I don't. We're doing serious work for most of this podcast. Oh, yeah. PhDs. PhDs. Doctors, Brooke and Ryan. So, Brooke, what what is your rating of this iteration of Ansem, Chatty Ansem? Chatty Ansem, I give him a... S- I think that's maybe part of my boss. Um, can you see I'm getting so strong? <laughs> yeah, you've, I'm seeing some muscles. And if you're on Patreon... You can see it too. I'm getting, I've gotten guns. I deadlifted 110 pounds last week. Isn't that so fun? Damn. I'm so, that's more than, that's more than half of me. That's most of me. It's most of you. It's most of you. You can be lifting um, yourself. Maybe. That's a goal. Okay. I give it a 6.75 because I'm trying, I was like, this is easy. This is a solid five, especially compared to his second iteration. And then I, I gave myself, oh, I took away the handicap of, um, I should have played my not proud version, but I was like, I put in the work. I deserve this. <laughs> Three yeah. years ago, me put in the work. So today, me could have the ultimate weapon. So I give it a 6.75. Yeah, that feels right. I, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Whoa. I, think it's, I, just, I think it's like kind of like the purest form of the Ansem fight before so you funny. get all the – like I feel like the Riku – Ansem boss fight in Hollow Bastion just basically gets a redux in the crater. I just really like this one. There's something kind of pure about it. And when you first see the scary Heartless, you know, like he just like appears and he like stretches out like that really freaked me out the first time it happened. And so I think the novelty of the first time you play it, you're like, oh, like shit, I'm fighting the big bad right now. Wait, that's 
I hear you. That's so funny because I'm just – I'm skipping the dark side and I'm going right to Ansem too because the mm-hmm. dark side is just exactly what it is if we want yeah. to talk a little bit about him. It's, like it's I gave, a seven. I, Whatever. Yeah. I gave him a five because he's just like oh, exactly yeah. – I gave him – he's exactly what you expect him to be. Like you're used to this and you're strong now. I will say something that I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Cure – Curaga even doesn't fill your whole – HP bar. And let me tell you, at level 99, you have a s- sexy HP bar. And I still had to cure quite a bit, but also because I was using no skill. Um, I gave Ansem Come Guardian 2 an 8.5 because I think that this really like love – I think this does a really good job of taking – it's like a, a, a mo- it's like a appetizer and an entree version of a, of a fight where like if you order the appetizer, you're just going to get like – what it is and if you order the entree version you get the like real like you get the like come guardian doing the like laser bops and you get the um when they do the like zoomy attacks which is like what really kills you and also uh, this is less challenging if you have because you can just glide over it but when he does the like real darkness 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 thing and it like becomes dark um, so I gave this one hard with an 8.5. So it's funny that I'm curious, about how do you rank the second one then? I actually think that each of the scores would go down if it was only one of them for me. I think they go together so well that like I, I appreciate both of them. And it's the contrast between the two that makes me think they work together. So I'm actually going to give it uh give it a nine. I think it's just like it like slightly improves. The visuals are more interesting. It feels a little bit more epic. But I think the first like Ansem in his purest form when he's not pulling the tricks and he's just floating around taunting you. I think that's just I'm glad we have that fight and I'm glad we have this fight. You know what fight I'm not glad we have? The next fight. (laughs) So, yeah, I want I don't know if we talked about this three years ago when we if did we do an episode on the end of the world on this? We kind of just like ran through it because the we, like, like lumped hollow bash and end of the world into one episode and we're just going like, the like muscle suit aesthetic is like something that's so 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 prevalent in kingdom hearts one and is so bizarre and comes out of nowhere except for venetus venetus is the only other time we see this like muscle yeah Yeah. like like what the fuck is this like this is i just wrote chaos like i and and i forgot that like circle and square like you have to use them to move up and down Mm -hmm. and then you've got like ansem like is this like the extension of come guardian like this is like come guardian daddy like this is the most insane acid trip weird boss ryan thoughts and you say that in a good way or a bad way no i give this a four i hate this really yeah i find it difficult to navigate i find it like a sort of tedious like luckily like a thunder like when the little penises pop up and are like shooting lasers at you those you cannot tell me that those little blue things that pop up are little dicks no, they're 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 blue dicks. They're yeah, avatar dicks. I I have a different opinion on the 
the world of chaos because I think the whole game Ansem's like, there is so much you don't understand. There's so much left for you to learn. Like the power of darkness is frightening and grotesque and something to be scared of. And I like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is what dark it's like, like a cancerous, like body of fucked up faces and tendrils and things like compared to like the end of kingdom hearts two, which I don't know, like everything's oh, like, okay, that is a man wearing a suit of armor. That is a building flying at you. That is a flying robot. Like I kind of could like be like, okay, I know what this is. So I can like, it's, it's a boss, but it's literal this. I'm like, what is this? What is happening? And it's called world of chaos. So I feel like it kind of fulfills the promise of this is going to be really fucking weird and overwhelming. So I kind of love it. That's great for you. I love that for you. I kind of love it. And I'm going to give it like for a boss ending, like a final boss. Like, I like that there's some mundane things. Like, why are we fighting the boobies with the faces on them? The pumpkin <laughs> Jack Leonard boobies that are just jiggling. Like, why are we fighting blue penises? Why are we also fighting like flying Ansem with like big chopsticks? Like, why are we like fighting cancerous face? I don't know, but I can't get enough of it. And... I'm going to give it a 9.5. No! This is your highest ranked... I can't get Okay, maybe not. Maybe, okay, okay. No. You I'm think this is it, better than Ursula? It has more pressure on it to be... Like, Ursula just has to be big and... Okay, I'm going to... I'll give it a... No, 8. no. 5. If you want to give it a 9.5, no. you give it a 9.5. I'm giving it it's an 8.5. It's going to even out to where... Oh, my God. That is... That is our most, this is our most contentious thing. I don't care how you feel about music. I don't care about anything. The fact that you are giving this moment and like. <sighs> I just, I think it's the, ex, it has to serve a function. And I do feel like after it, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I think that's the point. All right. I'll give it an 8.75. No, give it a 9.5. Give it, give it what you want. Call me Taylor Swift. Cause I want you to call it what you want to call it what you want. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to see, I'm going to see how it ranks out. Um, okay. I love it. You hate it. I love it. You hate and it. I, and nice. I hate that you love it, but I, I love, love it. You hate it. <laughs> but I it's love the power you. of art. It's the power of art. You. It's the power of friendship. And those are all of our bosses. That's Kingdom Hearts 1, baby. It's Kingdom Hearts 1. Are we going to do, we're not doing secret bosses today. No, I that. haven't. I haven't yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can go um, do those. I can go do those, I think. Yeah, I'm excited about doing them. I'm like in the midst of farming right. all of my stones so I can get the ultimate weapon. Do I have really to fun. do like I could go? Oh yeah, I'm. I love doing that. It's I, it's, I it's even fun during three. Although three, it's a lot of mini games. Yeah, I don't know that I did in two. I'm really fucking struggling with the sniper wilds in Traverse Town. The monkeys that shoot you with the slingshots. I cannot do it. I cannot. What do you have to do with them? You need to like not let them see Oh, they you. have like a specific, they have a specific, I remember they have a specific synthesis item that you need. Yeah, I'm struggle less and hard. Yeah. Well, till next time. Wish me luck. Good luck, snipey wild. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you're looking to connect our heart, follow us on Instagram at Kingdom Hearts underscore pod. And if you want to enter the realm of darkness that is our lives, follow us. I'm at Brooke Wiseman. And I'm at Rye Bernston. See you next week. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. The podcast.